Hello, Club Culture family. This is episode 67. We got a special guest with us here today. Why are you looking so weird, bro? <laughs> I was anticipating nowhere to yeah, jump you thought, in. Yeah, no, no, I was no. trying to catch it. I don't we know where you was going. We have a special guest here with us today. She goes by the name of Lyrica. Lyrical. Lyrical? Mm-hmm. Really? It's, have I'm I been, like, have yes, I been saying Lyrica the, this whole time? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Lyrical. Lyrical. I'm so sorry. No, that's fine. Or Lyric. Lyric. I'm like the EPK say Not lyrical. Not Jay gonna say you can call her lyrical. Somebody who are you, sir? <laughs> who are you? Oh, okay. Then yeah. That's why you ain't Lyrica correct me yet. Definitely a medicine. My bad. My bad. <laughs> okay. Well, we have a special guest here today. Lyric. Lyric. Cole. Lyrical. Shut ain't up. you the scholar? And I am the scholar, but <laughs> people make mistakes, man. So, uh, this episode. It's probably going to be my favorite this season because I finally get to have somebody talk to you rappers and talk about just how poorly you are managing you all selves. Um, and Jonesy, I know that that is your favorite thing to talk about. As no, well. it's not. I hate talking about rappers. <laughs> I hate dealing with rappers. I hate, I, I, I hate rap. <laughs> I hate it. Well, if you're on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, subscribe and hit that bell. And if you're on your favorite streaming platform, thank you for tuning in and make sure you leave us a rating. Boom! I was paying attention. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't peep. All right, lyric. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good morning. It is the morning. Yeah. Um, how was your travel coming coming to Atlanta? Now you're from Chicago, right? I'm from Chicago. Yes. Yeah. So let let's just start from the beginning. We we normally start off with a game, but okay. I want to get into talking about you before we get to the game. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> so I went through and read up on you, and I just find you extremely um. Uh, interesting because you're adopted i am my uncle is also was adopted and we had him come on the pod and he talked about his uh upbringing yeah and then learning his biological family so i particularly wanted to start with just that okay uh you being born you were born in chicago so i was born in chicago um well as far as i know okay but the place where i was adopted from was the cradle society in evanston okay so that's where I physically were, but mm-hmm. I don't really, they don't give me like any information on that. Now, when you say people that you, you know, Evanston is the place, do, mm-hmm. it, do anybody from Chicago give you flack for, uh, and say that you're not from Chicago when you say that? Nobody knows that I was, nobody, a lot of people don't know my situation about okay. being adopted. So when I say anything about Evanston, like when I do speak on it, yeah, I only know like what I know, mm-hmm. what I've been told. Chicago must be real. They might be the most prideful people in the world about oh where God. they're from and who, yeah. who claim it. If you yeah. go to CPS, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you yeah. from Indiana. Yeah. Uh, so um, you were adopted by family at what age? I wasn't adopted by family. So my whole situation was I was adopted um, from the Cradle Society in 1976. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents that I'm with now, which are my mom and my father, they're mm-hmm. no different or whatever. Um, my mother at the time had a miscarriage. From my understanding, she is a medical doctor in the state of Illinois. Mm-hmm. A lot of people know her, Dr. McCulley. Um, she had a miscarriage, decided that she wanted to adopt the child because I guess whatever type, whatever the damage miscarriage did, that's her body up. Mm-hmm. So she decided to adopt. Um, and they went through a closed adoption. So now, from my understanding, like um, the state of Illinois has open adoptions. I don't really know what that is what mm-hmm. means or whatever. Um, but yeah, they adopted me at five days old. Um, 
I was put up for adoption by my grandmother, uh, my mater- my birth mom's uh, mom. Mom, yeah. And the whole story mm-hmm. about that whole debacle. Now that I've found out yeah. everything that I know, but I'm eternally grateful for my birth grandmother. I love her dearly. I, I did have a chance to meet her mm-hmm. at my great grandmother, at my birth mom's. Um, I have siblings. I have a niece and nephew. So um, that part of my life, you know, that part of my life, but yeah. I'm very blessed to have met them. Yeah. I was adopted into an amazing, amazing family. They got me a five days old. I cannot Aww. complain, whatever. Um, now, do you know the difference between an open and closed adoption? I don't really care. Okay, because I, 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 cause I was going to ask. I don't really ask. like, from my understanding, a closed adoption is that I wouldn't have been able to go back and get any paperwork or any, like, any information on myself at all. An open adoption, from my understanding, now is the, um, the child has a chance to, like, dibble and dabble in their paperwork. Right. So, back in the 70s, everything was like close knit. You didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. So if the child decided that they wanted to find out something. So when I was 16, I was very inquisitive of knowing like, Mm -hmm. well, you know, not so much who do I belong to, but But who are you? But who am I? Because Mm, for the longest, I would see a fair skinned person like me and be like, Oh, that could be my mom or my daddy. Mm. Or I see a dark skinned person or, or like the mailman could be the mailman could be my daddy. I went through that whole phase or like seeing somebody in the store like, Oh, I look just like them because I have hazel eyes and I have a good grade. I didn't know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I found out that I was adopted at seven years old, sitting at the table eating Burger King, watching Pumpkin Booster. <laughs> and my parents are, um, they're darker skinned. My mom was like, hey, do you know, like, what? I got the girl's name on TV. And she's like, you're like her. And I'm like, I'm not white. What do you mean I'm like her? Yeah. And she was like, adopted. I was seven. Yeah. I didn't know. So you don't really, yeah. Yeah. So like once I learned and learned and learned, then I became like super bad. I always was just in some shit. And then my mom was like, maybe you need to, now that you know, maybe you need to go. Let's, let's find out who your other family is. Mm-hmm. So you can get this, whatever it is. Cause I was rebelling at the time and mm-hmm. I'm being rude and disrespectful. And I'm like, Oh, you know, my mom, you know, my like, you know, stupid shit at the time. But, um, I love, I'm mean, so in love with my parents because they have done an amazing job with my life. And I'm a like a gold spoon child. I have, I've always had everything that I wanted mm. all the time. And I think they probably did over and beyond because of me being adopted. So they adopted me and my brother. My brother has since passed. But yeah. So when it comes to clothes and open, like it don't matter. How, how you explained it is actually what it is, though. So yeah. you did a good job. Oh, that. I didn't even see you bring I, it up. But no, um, I think that's a beautiful story because we talk so much about um, your upbringing and how that can like pretty much dictate how you come out as yeah. uh, as an adult. And so your story is beautiful because um, you're one of those stories that show that even through so many adversities and obstacles that you still can come and have a, um, a satisfied life. Yeah, yeah. Of, you can uh, attain some type of success and done and don't allow like your adversities to describe you and why you didn't overcome things. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I think when you're dealing with a person that's adopted, we definitely have abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was 
born into trauma that and I had nothing to do with yeah. trauma. Yeah. Right. I, mean, like, I didn't yeah. I was just born into it. Yeah. And so adoption can be an amazing experience. It's still traumatic to the child because you don't feel like you have a once you figure it out, it's like you really don't have a place. Like I said, it was I'm in this beautiful life mm-hmm. with my parents, but in my mind I'm still like damn my mama ain't want me yeah never knew what this whole situation was i just hated her because i felt like she put me in a situation then once i found when i once i met her and found out she was trying to keep me and it was more my grandmother that was like oh i wouldn't have no grandchild at this age Mm. it's not my style like Mm -hmm. i put you where you needed to be and that's all it's a whole story with that but like when you become an adopt when you're an adopted person deal with a lot of stuff that you carry yeah, right. and people don't know that, like in the entertainment industry. I think it was like a it was something they were interviewing Tiana for something, Tiana Taylor for something, and she was saying something about how I think kind of sort of like when you are an adopted person, you should be very grateful or something like, and you can't tell people how to feel. I don't hmm. know if, if 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 that was even the clip, but it was something like that, and I had made a comment, and I've had like over like a thousand people always just liking it but it was more so for me like when you are an adopted child you can't really tell us how to feel mm-hmm. like we're very appreciative i'm sure but then you have people that are in foster care i never went that route mm-hmm. i was adopted at five days on into a beautiful family they made sure that i look like somebody in my family so i would never have to physically think like you're my de- you're my you know what i'm saying something mm-hmm. different so I look like my aunt, which was fair skinned and Indian. I look, I have eyes just like my uncle who has green eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a body structure like my grandma. You know what I mean? Like so, back in closed adoption days, they you can pick kind of like how you want your child to look or something like that. Um, but we go through a lot. Mm-hmm. We go through a lot. You don't you don't want to go through it, but like in life, go through a lot of different shit. So. So I know you said you uh, deal with abandonment issues, mm-hmm. but how do you deal with attachment? What is your attachment? Yeah, style? like what's you your attachment that? style? Like, are you quick to cut people off? Very. Oh, I'm. I'm. Yeah, very. But I'm attached to who I'm attached to. Right. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm very attached attached to my children because I can't imagine like my kids are a priority, not an option. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I can't imagine like. Not showing up as their mom in every single way that I, I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. But I also had to learn how to be a mother because I had my child at 16. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, I got pregnant at 16. Mm-hmm. And so when I finally found my birth parent, well, when they find, when they found me, it was this whole thing about a 17-year curse. So when I had Ashley, I was 17. When my mom had me, she was 17. When my grandmother had her, she mm-hmm. was 17. That's crazy. So Ashley broke the 17-year curse. Broke the curse because she doesn't have any children. Yeah. Hey, shout out Ashley. Right, right, <laughs> shout out Ashley. right. And so breaking generational curses. Yes. That's a generational curse yes. that just no, got that broke. Really is. And so I'm a very attached to what is attached to me, and I think mm. I'm so passionate just about life because nobody knows this side of me of yeah. why like if something happens and I just don't get it or like how could you not treat me the way because I feel like for me I have to treat you right from inception i have to treat you right from the time we have a conversation because my conscience is too bad because i don't want to fail god you know yeah I mean? mm-hmm. but then at the same time inception i was never treated right from inception mm. 
So, you know what I'm saying? Because I went through stuff that I didn't even know I was going through being created. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm so passionate about in general. And so when I have a situation, it's just like, what the fuck? I wouldn't never did you that way. But mm-hmm. you are different mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. You were uh, your upbringing. You didn't come through what I came through. Yeah. I came through a portal of bullshit. Yeah. Right. Really. Like, you know, I they don't shit me off as soon as I was born. Mm-hmm. And they did that. Mm-hmm. And they already knew that too. That's they what's crazy. Knew. Going and into it. My mom was fighting to keep me, but my grandmother was very powerful and wasn't having it. So have you met your biological father? No, I would love to meet him. Okay. I would love to meet him. We did a week with the whole like we kind of process of trying to find him or whatever. But my dad is so stern and I love my daddy. And I'm just sometimes I just be like, mm, just keep the heart. I don't ever want him to feel like his name's Bernard. Yeah. Such a dad name. Bernard and Doris. <laughs> my mama's name is Doris. My daddy's name is Bernard. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. But I'm so, I've always wanted to meet him because I'm sure I have siblings. Mm-hmm. I'm his oldest child. Mm-hmm. But my grandmother, like, she paid him off from my understanding. He signed mm. a birth certificate. I know his name, but I don't know. I can't find him. So when you say paid him off, she like. Paid him off. Like real life, like, hey, stay out of our life. Stay out of my daughter's or, life. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, would, would you know if he's potentially, like, way older than your mom, your biological mother? She, so, he, no, they're the same. I think they're okay. the same age. He was, um, he went to um, Lincoln University in Missouri. He mm-hmm. was a wrestler. I'll let you know. I'm, I'm like, I think he was. I don't know if he was a senior or a junior. I don't really know. But he was like maybe like two years older than my mom. She doesn't remember. I don't know. She doesn't remember. She yeah. doesn't even know how my grandmother found him. So she, he was a senior in college at 16? He wasn't. She would. He No, he had to be like a sophomore then. Okay. He had to be a sophomore. Because my, my mother was a, her freshman year in college. And he was a sophomore. He was a sophomore. So he was smart. Very smart, but I know nothing. Or like, you, you, I know and, nothing. I just know what I see on paper. Man, I had some times at Lincoln University, boy. Lincoln University? No, oh. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I had some times. Wait, what's <laughs> <laughs> had some times. Yes, yeah, so shout no, out to MSG Rose, him, but his man. name is Charles Edwards. Charles Edwards. Yep, that's what his name. That's what they, that's what the papers say. So, do your kids ever have questions about their identity? And you like, have you ever experienced that? And you just like couldn't answer their questions, and did that like affect you negatively or pot- positively in a way? Um, Ashley and Kamari, like I, my family, that's all they know. Mm-hmm. That's all they know. And when I think I remember having a conversation with them when they got older, I think, and then when they when I met my birth mom, they met my birth mm-hmm. mom. Mm-hmm. So it was wow. cool for them to be able to see, yeah. like, what they look like. Because that's what I've been searching for all my life. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, let me see, like, you know. But when they met, but it was still like, oh, okay, that's cool. But <laughs> Like, yeah, mama. this grandma, but yeah. yeah now, this is my grandma, my granddaddy right here. Like, they, they're they're so supportive of me and that. But I do wonder sometimes, do they ever, like, have they ever talked about it? Or do they ever think, or, like, maybe they understand, like, why I'm so passionate about like I'm overly passionate about my kids, but mm-hmm. it's because that's the only bloodline that I really got. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm inside of this family, which is my Keep family. Close yeah. I'm inside of this family, which is my family, but over here, this is my bloodline as well. Mm-hmm. Because I just 
met them or whatever, but like for the longest, it was like a triangle. It was me, Kamari, I mean, me, Ashley, Kamari. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, what's holidays like with y'all? It's probably lit. Holidays is amazing. Yeah, it sounds like fun with y'all. Holidays is amazing. Everybody always goes to my Instagram and watches because my my mom's family um everybody gets a gift and it's a lot of us so Mm. we have that christmas where it's a big tree and every single person gets a gift grandparent my mom and my dad my uncles we everybody has to buy everybody a gift Y'all not leaving at the house without 20 gifts. Y'all looking for a nephew? That's <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you know? Yeah. So how did you figure out um, your identity as a mother with knowing that your, your upbringing is not the most traditional? Um, first off, I was a teenage mom. Yeah. Um, Y'all grew up together. Yeah. Yeah, we basically. grew up together. And had the hardest time because she was like my sister more so than my daughter and I didn't Mm -hmm. know how to be a mom Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and my parents were so supportive like okay well like because even when I was pregnant with Ashley my mom had the whole conversation with me she was like go away to school um I actually was running track at the time um I was getting a track scholarship and everything. And I fucked around and got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom was like, well, you know what? Like you go away to school, we'll, we'll keep the baby or we'll adopt the baby. And it triggered me. And mm-hmm. that's when I knew like, I'm not giving my fucking child up. I, you don't even like, and I was so mad at my mother for even saying that, but I got yeah, I don't it. Even know why she I even got used it. That but I think <laughs> yeah. that she just was just like, you know, she like, I want you to live your life. You've yeah. worked so hard to do this. And now you've had this situation. So, I'm not getting an abortion. That's like, that's out of the, I'm not doing that. I'm not killing my kid. Yeah. But I was 17. Like, you know what I mean? When I had her and I did not know how to be a mom, I did my best. So it was a lot of trial and error. It was a lot of, you know, thinking I knew everything or whatever. And I'm just kind of like, you know, whatever. But by the time I had Kamari, oh, I had figured, I had figured it (laughs) fuck out. (laughs) Like, okay, well, this is whatever. So it, it kind of, a wedge between me and Ash yeah. somewhat because she was my baby, but she was also my mom and my dad's baby. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know, I did my best. That's all I like. When it comes to my parenting, I do my fucking best because I'm a single mother yeah. as well. Um and though their fathers were in their life, they are they were not in the life like I expected them mm-hmm. to be present. And I, because I come from a strong household. Plus once I figured out my birth family was, and I saw that they're very strong. There's a lot of alpha women just in my life. It was alpha women over there that I never knew about. Mm-hmm. My grandmother made an amazing boss ass move. You know what I mean? <laughs> then my mother is, my mother is like, what is she, 77, 78? She's still an internal medicine doctor. She's always going to be a doctor, but internal medicine doctor in the mm-hmm. state of Illinois. Still practicing medicine, still has her own practice. You know, um, and then my daughter is very strong. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I did the best I could. Are you at the point in life where your uh your kids want to talk about their upbringing now and like, hey, mom, I feel like, you know, I'm I'm this way because when I yeah, was... they they tell me all the time like yeah. when I have when I cut up. So they Kamari <laughs> has this running joke like when my when I used to have like a haircut, my hair was really short. It's like, oh, mom, when you your hair was short, you used to be 
Ashley, remember how my used to be? I was like, I used to be a bitch. You're like, yeah, you used to be like, you had that short haircut. You was nothing nice. But my kids are very funny. Uh-huh. They're very funny. They are very close. And we are extremely close because they're the only people that ever heard my heartbeat mm. from inside. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like Aww. my love for them is is retarded. And the friendship <laughs> that I have for them, they're my friends, they're my best friends. Mm-hmm. And I don't think as a parent, you don't learn that until you really go through shit with them. And so I try to teach them now um, to be, they're so close, but I want them to be closer because I understand what it is to have with that. I had everything I wanted in my life growing up and I still felt like I was missing something. And mm-hmm. I was, mm-hmm. no, I was, but. Now, do you feel like your kids know two different moms, per se? They do. Like, yo, okay. And I hate that. Because that's how that. I am with, with, with my brothers. Like, yeah. our version of dad is two totally, two, two totally different, different versions. Yeah. yeah. And I, I hate that, but I, I understand it now. Even you saying that, it's like I understand it now from Ashley's position. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I understand. Because a lot of times, a lot of people are like, on social media, it's like you really, really, really support Kamari. And it's like, I support both of my children, mm-hmm. both of my children equally, but on the, in the back end, you don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying it's not, I'm always going to support both of my babies, but my daughter also felt like she's one, she's an Aries. So she feels like she's going to do her thing and it's going to be the way she wants to do it. And you're not going to be able to tell her anything. Yeah. And she's going to figure right it out. Her, you <laughs> know, that is yeah. She's going to have to figure it out. Um, and so for that, it's like, okay, cool. But then I got Kamari, who's a Sagittarius. And Kamari is, he's a, he's a, he's a, a mommy's boy. Mm. But it's okay, though. <laughs> and I feel like that's okay because I don't really feel like that was about choice. I just feel like the situation that presented itself, like, that's my nigga. Like, <laughs> yeah, we love our moms, man. Yeah, and I think that's okay, though. I don't think that that's like a bad thing. And I, I would expect my daughter because my daughter's strong so mm-hmm. i expect her not to need me as much even though i feel like she need you know she needs me mm-hmm. um but sons have to figure it out a whole different way because y'all have to have some nurturing type of love as well as my daughter and nurturing love but i feel like with men and boys when they're growing up and they don't have everything that they, they don't have like the two-parent household or they don't have like the conversations that they're always gonna need i have to over do my part mm. Mm-hmm. Overdo my part. Dang. You need the mineral. I need, I need Ashley here with me real them. quick to hear her perspective because I yeah. just just trying to even feel what that might have felt like. My um, my mom she always said that she had aunties that didn't really care for her like they would care for her other siblings because she appeared to be like the strong mm-hmm. one that didn't really need nobody, so real. they didn't check in on her. That shit is real, and, <sighs> and it's not. It's not. It's not, I don't, I hate, I, it's, that bothers me so much because I did the best that I could. However, like I was always with my child. I was always, but when I tell you it was like oil and water, <laughs> and, water um, and she, I never wanted her to feel like I didn't love her enough mm-hmm. or like, it was just like when Kamari was born, that divided us some type of way. And, mm-hmm. and I hate that it did because they were super, super close. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. But at that time, I'm in the world. I'm working. 
tired. You know what I mean? I'm just doing a lot. And mm-hmm. I think a realization, like, was a couple of years ago when Kamari was in high school. He was like, Mom, sometimes I don't like coming to talk to you because everything is so fast. Everything is like, okay, what do you want? Okay, okay, let me go figure it out. You know. Oh, just when I say you probably, how are we going to figure it out? Okay, let's figure it out. And then he was like, I just, sometimes I just need you to listen. And it clicked on. That's all Ashley always told me. Mom, I just need you to listen sometimes. Like, just listen. So as I got older, it's like, yep, I'm going to listen. My little sister just told me that literally this morning because I'm like that with her. Yeah, it's like fast. Like, come on, let's hurry up and get to what what, what the problem is. Let's figure it out. And once he had that conversation with me, it was just like, let me slow down because in life you tend to, when you're in this life or when you're in any life that is very fast, you tend to wash up fast, use the bathroom fast, cook fast, walk fast, talk <laughs> fast, get on the phone fast. You're doing yeah. everything fast yeah. until something has to slow you down. And for me, nothing in life ever like knocked me off my square to slow me down. It was more so my, my both of my babies saying like, my you don't listen. Mm. Like you can't fix everything with mm-hmm. just doing stuff so fast. Mm-hmm. You hear that, Ma? <laughs> Dang. <laughs> yeah. As, the, as, as, as a youngest child, like yeah. I'm definitely with y'all kids or like your sister. Like I feel that. We don't, we don't want y'all to solve it, bro. Let us figure it, figure just, it out just too. Just listen to me talk. Yeah. yeah. Y'all figured it out. We talk. watched y'all yeah. figure it out. Just Let us figure it out too. Yeah. I told my little sister today that you need to say that in the conversation because she said I know that you want to solve my problems like that's a good thing yeah but sometimes I just want to talk and I said well you need to let me know that if you know that's me I'm always listening to solve just say hey I'm calling to say I'm just calling to talk yeah I'm not calling for yeah. you I'm good I don't need help yeah. it's just this and then yeah. I'm, I could turn that down man sometimes we just gotta get straight straight to it as well, soon as you pick up the phone it's hey bro listen to me well that's yeah. your role in the conversation cause it's a two way street you gotta yeah. let us know and we gotta uh, cause, cause keep in mind like nobody is a perfect conversationalist yeah right. you know and I think from the perspective of just being a parent in general I used to go around to high schools because I used to get booked for speaking in child development classes. Mm-hmm. And so I would always go in and speak about abstinence before I even touch the adoption part. Because if you create a conversation about abstinence and not, not having any type of sex, it stops you from having to give up a child from adoption mm-hmm. because a mm-hmm. feeling creates a person, a feeling of an itch to, have sex or to do something creates a person. Yes. That you cannot get rid of. So you start, you start you, at the, I started, the you start at the, the don't do it. Don't do <laughs> it. The same thing the, I've been on this motherfucker yes. saying, don't do like, it. Leave, leave it alone. Feelings. And mm-hmm. I think when it came to my kids, if I could do it all over again, I would still do it all over again. The same mm-hmm. way because Ashley is my best friend, but she will tell you, she will sit on this couch and be like, you know, I didn't like my mama and it's okay. Mm-hmm. And she can relate to that. Yeah, you get like <laughs> you know, and then you'll have Kamari that'll sit here and be like, "My mama, my dog, mom's yeah. the best." You know what I'm saying? But I love the way that they have conversations, and mm-hmm. I love the way that they have two different perspectives on one person. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I love the way that it was just a situation. We just had a situation where, and I'm not gonna say what it is, mm-hmm. but. Ashley needed me for something and she has no idea how good that felt. Mm-hmm. And it actually came out on a FaceTime call with her, Kamari and me. And so Kamari was in the background, like, mm-hmm. well, you was going to need my one day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it was funny because I showed up 
that quick because that's my heart. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm going to do whatever it is that I can do because I feel like some stuff I got to make up on one, mm-hmm. but I just be wanting her to know, like, it wasn't, I didn't do it. I, I was, just, I was a kid. Yeah. And then by the time I had this nigga, like, I'm still a kid, but I'm trying, I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying not to fuck up as much as I fucked up here, but I never right. fucked up with her for not being there for her. Yeah. I just think I was living in a life I, and my brother had just passed away. Like I'm grieving. I'm just the hustle and bustle of having to like figure out my purpose. I'm working in corporate America. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm trying to make sure I can get her everything that she needs. Fuck around. I had this nigga. Now I'm like, I really got to grow up, mm-hmm. really got to figure it out. And, um, that's it. But I love my babies equally. equally. So, so you don't have a favorite? I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm the favorite. I hate what pair of parents cap. Y'all know y'all be having favorites. No, no she, favorites. she probably don't. No, I don't have a favorite. She don't got the dynamic that, that the, creates like, a favorite. I just, I just know that the time difference, mm-hmm. was, it was the timing of them. It was the timing of them. Because I think if I would have had Ashley in my 20s, I was pregnant at 16. Mm-hmm. I had a child at 17. Mm-hmm. 18, I'm trying to figure it out and graduate out of high school. Mm-hmm. 19, it's like, damn, I got to go to work. 20, I didn't have Kamari, so I think I was like 22, 23. I was, that's seven. That's, yeah. that's a difference. That's yeah. me and my oldest brother. Yeah, it's like, imagine having a child. When I see like my nieces and nephews and they're 16, I'm like, fuck, I was working and <laughs> fucking, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, no, it's completely different, but I love them equally. Now, we talked about you as a mother. Mm-hmm. I'm someone that preaches individualism. Okay. Have you figured out, or at what age did you figure out your own self lyric as an individual, not attached to being a mom or a daughter, just you yourself? Mm. Nope. <laughs> nope. And and and, and I asked that question because I I felt like you was gonna say no. Just just talking about yeah. how you just yeah. always on the go, and I don't think a lot of I'm just speaking for women yeah. because. I was just raised by women. I don't think a lot of women get to figure out their own identity, not attached to something else or someone else because they just have a kid and, or, you know. Yeah. I, I think maybe like, maybe I can say maybe like, I've always been, and this probably don't have nothing to do, but I've always been a person that like, I like to go to the movies by myself. Mm-hmm. I like to go out to eat by myself. It's great. I like to go to the store by myself. Unless I want to be bothered with people. I like to, Stay in a hotel room by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm that person. I'm yeah. very much that person. And I think maybe because I'm attached to so much, because my my essence probably, uh, my inner child probably makes me be attached. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm older, it's just like, who would like, because you see like a, a person will come to something, like, I got to come with a whole bunch of people. Boy. I'm coming by myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's more intimate that way. I got to be bothered with like, Less people to be responsible for. And then I'm in an industry where I'm around a lot as well. But when I'm by myself, it's like I'm by myself. And now that I'm older, like, okay, now it's like I don't have to. I'm getting getting there. I'm Mm -hmm. getting to that point. If I'm only responsible for myself, I have no drama. Now, what brought you into poetry? So as far as I thought, I just had a way with words. My mother was a poet. Yeah, you say your kids are the first one, the only ones to feel your heartbeat. I was like, hey, I ain't never heard that one. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, so my mother, my 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 birth mother, I call her Sharon, mm-hmm. um, who I don't have a relationship with anymore. She was a poet. I thought, well, I was, I'm was. i a singer. Mm-hmm. My Aunt Sheila 
a singer. Mm-hmm. I was athletic. My father was a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. The so poetry just... came through. I came through the portal of poetry. Do, do you think talents is genetics or it can just be bestowed upon whoever? I think it's definitely genetic. Okay. I think it's definitely genetic. I think somebody in the bloodline from either in or now, actually, where you get it from. And I think everybody has talent. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Every yeah. single person on this earth has a talent. You just have to figure out what it is. Yeah. And to figure out what it is, it takes time for you to understand, mm-hmm. like, oh, I know how to, like, clean the shit out of something. That's a talent. Mm-hmm. That's a talent. Like, oh, I know how to park the shit out of a car. Hey, that's me. That's a talent. Everybody can't how, no can, how, can oh, how can you capitalize off of it? Yeah. Is the yeah. thing that you have to figure out. Yeah, I think people do uh, have a hard time figuring that part out on how mm-hmm. to capitalize yeah, it, off of it. It's purpose. You're not yeah. going to figure out what your purpose is until God like is ready for you to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Until you get out the... Yep. You, yeah, you got to have... You got to want to search for your purpose for yeah, the yeah, purpose yeah. to come to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to get out there and let your nuts hang. I love him. You got to. Listen, I'm if my, somebody if my does. nephew, you got to. If my nephew, Kyan, ever, what's your daddy name? Darren. Okay. Nah, he 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 wasn't moving like okay. that. He he I'm just he saying, ain't he ain't get no hoes like ever, that. If if my nephew, I'm gonna make my nephew watch this because you are the splitting image of him, Kyan. Yeah, this is he your said, brother. He said my daddy ain't get no hoes. He ain't get G. He ain't get no hoes. My pops used to try to cheat and failed. I'm like, yeah, bro, just hang it up, hang it up, bro. Yeah, but yeah, that's funny. Now, um, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. poetry. Yes. You say you got it from through genetics. Um, did you want to be like a big poet or like what did young lyric want to be when she was? I wanted to be a veterinarian and a criminal justice attorney. Mm-hmm. Did you ever try to go through that route? That was just I young. Did. Yeah, yep. I never, never did the whole like animal thing. Yeah, but I definitely went to Chicago State for four years for criminal justice. Okay, I was always. Um, inquisitive like about the law mm-hmm. kind of sort of but the poetry i just had i just had a really good way of wording things and never really understood like why it just came so mm-hmm. for years my mom would be like oh you just used to like take pieces of paper and just write on notes and write notes and i would just stick them everywhere and that's how i created my first book um all of everything that's in that book called relation as HHH versus relationships are notes that I had in my car from everywhere. And I think it's like 465 pages. Mm-hmm. And I collabed with a lot of different poets around mm-hmm. the world. Um, and that was my first book. And I did that after my brother passed. Is it still available? Is it out? Mm-hmm. It's okay. on Amazon. Yeah, we finna okay. cop. Yeah. I'm a reader. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Very raw, raw what? poetry. Did you get You were going to say something smart. What? Did you get Jada book? No. Oh, okay. I don't really. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I might get to it, but it's 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 not on my list right now. Okay. Not in not in quarter four. Um. Now, how did your kids find their um? Like, what did they want to do? Because I know Ashley, she's rapping, so mm-hmm. she probably through genetics with you. But basketball, Ashley played ball. Ashley played basketball. Um. Jesus was a hooper. Mm-hmm. Very good. I'm trying to think of anybody in her. Or her dad's side played ball. I don't think so. She just was a good-ass basketball player. And mm-hmm. she played with my brother. I think my brother kind of introduced her to basketball because we had this hoop. 
in the driveway. She was very good at basketball, but it doesn't surprise me that she got the talent for words. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know um, that I even had the talent until I didn't even know I could sing until I was singing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I never planned on any of this at all. Kamari comes from a family of hoopers. Okay. So his um, cousins all play basketball. His dad played basketball. Um, he played basketball. His sister plays basketball. But then mm-hmm. Kamari is also a rapper. Mm-hmm. He also has a way with words. He also watched his sister do everything, and he mimicked every single thing of her. But Kamari can also sing. He doesn't know. I know that, but he can sing. Ashley can sing. How did you? Yeah, how did like, you discover that he could I sing? I discovered that he could sing when he was in the shower. One day. <laughs> oh yeah, if you hear him in the shower, yeah, you get in the real. And stuff. I'm like. Oh, that nigga doing a riff. <laughs> yeah, he probably don't know. He, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And then Ashley, since, you know, she's been doing music since she was 14. Yeah. She always has, she has this like little voice. Mm-hmm. The little is super pretty. Yeah. Now we ain't going to skip over the, you a classically trained mus- uh, musician part. So. Yeah. So do your kids play instruments too? I, no. Neither one of them. I wonder, can they though? I'm sure they got the motor skills. They probably do. So mm-hmm. I, my, like I said, so when my parents, I always tease them, like, why did y'all put me in piano? Like, why did y'all do whatever? Because I can't remember how to play a lick of piano now. Yeah. <laughs> but they were like, my mom was like, well, I mean, it was, this is what your birth family did. So we wanted to still instill certain stuff in you. That's and I'm nice. like, oh, okay. So. But I didn't like my piano teacher, so I locked his ass <laughs> out the house one day. He never came back. I was so bad, y'all. God, I was so bad. So how did they know that your birth people, like, paperwork. did they talk with your birth? You uh, said paperwork. Paperwork. Oh. Mm-hmm. Paperwork. Because I think when my, like, I don't know, but I'm assuming when my grandmother filled all the paperwork out or whatever she did, they have, they probably had a questionnaire, like, mm. you know. So at that time, I remember asking my mom, like, why was I, why did I, why didn't y'all really push sports? And she was like, we didn't have to because you were adamant on running track. Mm-hmm. And then when I met them, I'm like, did anybody over here run track? Mm-hmm. And then my mom was, um, or Sharon was like, well, your daddy was a wrestler. So I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a mom, if you were to hear someone say, well, I'm going to just say this is my perspective. Mm-hmm. I actually dislike <clears throat> when. Uh, people try to be the reason for my success mm-hmm. um, because a lot of work was put, put in, in to be mm-hmm. this good at something. Mm-hmm. And so you as a parent, if you was to hear Kamari or Ashley say like, you know, I learned how to hoop on my own and I got to this point because I, I worked did really that, hard. I did, hours. That, I did what that was Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> how, how did that make you feel to, to hear that? Hurt my feelings. Yeah. Hurt my feelings. And she knows. Like I've dealt with that. So mm-hmm. as much as people say like, well, it always seems like you support, well, back in the day they did. Oh, it always seemed like you support Kamari more than you support Ashley. It's like nobody really knows what I deal with or what I dealt with at the time because she was at a very adamant of saying, like, she's done everything by herself as she has mm-hmm. um, or giving my mom, like, so much love. And it's like, I'm right here, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's a real statement. Okay. Okay, so what would be a happy medium for you then? Just personally for myself. I need, I need to know the answer. To <laughs> a happy medium for that. I kind of think like that's just growth. Mm-hmm. 
You know, that's just like, it is what it is. You're, you're able to feel the way that you feel mm -hmm. like some way, shape or form. I lacked somewhere yeah. in her life. So as much as I used to fight her on that, like, well, how could you say that? I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. Well, how many times are you present in a relationship and you really feel like that person ain't there? Mm -hmm. Like, I get it. Mm -hmm. I understand. Like, how many times you laying in the bed with a nigga, laying in the bed with a bitch and you lonely? Lyrical, okay? That's, that's, that's your lover girl ass. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, how many times do you feel like, and it's okay because it's like that with kids. Yeah. Adults tend to forget that kid, like you kids was once a kid feeling, too, so yeah, you, you like, should be I able to understand it. that. And it always takes me back to once I started becoming so bad and rebellious, well, Belisha, well, that's my government name, well, like, what were you looking for? Like, yeah. what was you, but I didn't know at the time what the fuck. I just wanted mm. to know, like, oh, y'all really like ain't my people, so shit, yeah. I'm gonna try to get over on any and everything <laughs> that I can do. But then once I figured out my daddy, like, I am your motherfucking father. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I bought you in this house. Literally, <laughs> I will remove your ass. <laughs> Get your shit together. Well, so. coming from the perspective of you having a uh, adopted parents and biological parents, do you think that um, whoever raised you is what helps um, dictate like to how that child will come out, or is it just all in the bloodline? <laughs> <laughs> who raised me is who I am. Okay. My bloodline. No, ma'am. Okay. No, ma'am. Now I'm very connected in ways. We have ways like them or mm -hmm. like whatever. Mm -hmm. But I will. I will forever love my birth mother. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> I will forever love her. Yo, I'm so good over here. Mm -hmm. I, I, it was one of them situations where it was like. Be careful what you ask for. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I love her and yeah. I accept her for who she is, mm -hmm. but she never could understand why I was so attached to the person that made her give me up. And I think for me, I was so like, well, I want to meet because like, because you got me now. So you good. I'm going I'm to I'm protect you. Mm -hmm. Let me go over here and talk to this motherfucker and see like, well, you can't stop what God got because I'm right here. Mm -hmm. But once I started having conversations with her and started realizing that me and her are kind of the same and her relationship with, Sharon is like was like me and Ashley's relationship. It was like, okay, I'm starting to really kind of like understand. But yeah. I fell so in love with my grandmother because she's I would have never hey, I would have never I would never be here. I would never right. be right here. So it's like, yeah, now that I'm your child and you see me and I'm physically here, I'm not hurt. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, you've missed out on 33 years. I'll never understand what that felt like, but yes, I do understand how that feels like. Mm -hmm. But let's figure it out. Like let's keep or whatever yeah. but yeah no i was raised by standards and sternness and love and affection and yeah every single thing and i'm so blessed that i wasn't raised over there and i'm okay with that and i'm, mm -hmm. I'm standing on that shit so, ten toes yeah uh, now, if you had, I'm, I'm gonna ask for some some advice. Okay, I'm ready. <clears throat> Cause I had a father in my life, mm -hmm. and I was a daddy's girl, and up until he started being neglectful, and then I made the decision. And third grade, mm -hmm. he's no longer, <laughs> I'm, he's no longer to have access to me because he started being neglectful. One of those, oh, I'm gonna come pick you up. My oh, body don't wait in, and yeah. he ain't come mm -hmm. pick me up. So okay. from there to now, no no communication from me. Um, and he started reaching out. 
uh four months ago trying to like you know we getting older now you think from being you being in third grade no four months from uh from today he started trying to like reach out to me and see if we can have a conversation okay. see if we can start a, a relationship okay. bring him on the pod i tried i tried <laughs> <laughs> but me i don't know if it's me being too prideful or if it's just genuinely I have this thing where I don't want to be around people does, that does not live the the standard of living I would like them to live as far as my morals. If you say you're a good person, you want to be in someone's life who deems to be a good person, then you should also want to take care of all your other kids or want to yeah. have He has nine kids. Yeah. I'm his first child. Mm. And so I feel like I don't want to have a relationship with you or even entertain one until you make amends with all your younger kids first before you come to me because I feel like I'm his He's a child. He, I'm the child he asks for. He asks my mom to have, and I'm mm-hmm. the one that you would deem to be successful. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't think it's fair to give him that access to me until he make it right with those kids first. Cause those kids strippers past strippers has, mm-hmm. you know, they have past that you don't really want to talk about, I suppose mm-hmm. not. So that's where I'm at with it. I'm like, I don't want to give him that until he makes right with them first. You want my advice on that? Yeah. That's not your business. Okay. His his other kids are his business. They're your siblings. Yeah. But the inner child in you still needs clarity of what happened. So maybe once that situation is is never can be fixed, but had a conversation about it, mm-hmm. and you start because see, I'm a I'm an action person. Mm-hmm. You know, I come from words. Fuck words. You gotta yeah. show me. You yeah. I'm from the show me state. Yeah. So. The situation that he has with your siblings, that's how they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe because of what they've seen of the environment from their moms or whatever. But the relationship that you are, that you always wanted to have with your father is never too late. Mm-hmm. Never too late to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to fuck with him, but have that conversation to give him peace in terms of let me show you some grace and show you what you missed out on. Mm-hmm. And let me explain to you, you be the spokesperson for your siblings, just mm-hmm. in a different way. Mm-hmm. Make him want to have relationships with your other siblings just off of having a conversation with you. Because you all heard him more about giving him a little bit of access yeah. versus none at all. Because yeah. he already used to not having none until you know yeah. no way. What if I also add that we had the conversation mm-hmm. three, four years ago? Mm-hmm. And he said the reason why he started being neglectful is because he had to work. Right, <laughs> he woke me up two a.m. in the morning, dark as hell outside in the car to tell me that bullshit, and I'm. And then he also told me, "You the oldest, so you need to, you know, start reaching out to your siblings and have relationships with them." And I'm Absolutely like, "Absolutely not." What about you? When are you going to talk <laughs> right. to your kids? So right. It's like I had that preliminary conversation, although it was four years ago, and we can have another one. Yeah. That's what I. That's where I'm going off of. But you just didn't know that information. Yeah, so. I think okay. So now that you did have a conversation with him, I think also I said sometimes. A person is just a person. Mm-hmm. Take the titles out of it. Mm-hmm. People just fucked up ass people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a person is just a person. Once a person shows you who they are, that's just who they are. Yeah. Father, no father. Cat, yeah. dog, door, light, camera, action. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I do think that at the end of the day, we each need to start living life with no regret. As long as you know that you tried. Yeah. As long as you know, okay, I came from this person. View him for what he is, mm-hmm. not for what you want him to be. And by you being the oldest, start also putting in your mind and thinking about like, well, how was he raised? Mm-hmm. It's always it's always a past of why you're acting like this. Like, yeah. okay, you're running from 
you're running from responsibility because you worked. Well, nigga, everybody works. Yeah. It's not a fucking option to yeah. take care of your child. And sometimes people be thinking like, oh, okay, well, it's just the financial aspect. Like, as we get older, I just want you to take care of my mind, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel like when it comes to your siblings, that's not your situation to deal with. You mm-hmm. have to only, you can only deal with your situation because you have to have some type of peace. It's up to you to decide how much grace you want to give him. Mm-hmm. And if you want to shut the door, it's okay to shut the door because you know that you tried. You can't change him now. He, he going to do what he going to do. Yo. Yeah. Because it sounds like you're trying to hold him accountable for something that yeah, like, you don't have control over no, yeah. no, no more. So I that'll mean, heal your, your inner child. I, my sisters on my dad's side came to me. Well, the oldest out of on my dad's side, he, she came to me and told me some fucked up stuff about things he could have allegedly done in his past mm-hmm. on their side of their upbringing with him. And it, and me, I just, it's certain stuff I don't stand for, like so, sexual assault, murder, yeah. all, those things. It's yeah. like, all right, now we got to have a conversation because <clears throat> we had a definite family on his side and family came together for the funeral and then I had an episode with the cousin that came on. I was just going to ask. He told me that my two sisters on my dad's side could have been assaulted by those cousins that passed. And I never knew that all my life, but my mm-hmm. sisters, I knew that they were assaulted or just had trauma mm-hmm. from just something like that. And, and it's like certain things, you, you know, you should, I just feel like as a we father, all should, you should, you should step up. Yeah. yeah. But I also <clears throat> feel like that, but that's what I'm saying. Like Can you hold the mic closer? there is trauma mm-hmm. in every sector of people's life. Yeah. Some is not seen. Some is just not spoken about. When you're dealing with things like that, you're never going to get the answer mm-hmm. that you really want to get. Yeah. And sometimes it's true. You don't get the answer from somebody into their deathbed. Mm-hmm. We try to figure out why we got to go that far. Because yeah. nine times out of ten, I ain't even coming to see you then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just kind of feel like when it comes to parenting situations, there is no rule book in this shit mm-hmm. you know because guess what he gotta live with the fact uh, the fact of he's not a good father mm-hmm. or he's not a good person or you know things or you could have stopped certain things that's another thing that could be pushing him away because of the embarrassment of knowing you should have st- I should have stepped up mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. my kids and I didn't so let me go talk to the one child that's a little bit easier to have a conversation with because she's my poster child mm-hmm. in so many words not knowing that like but these are my siblings mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like I'm right for my just because I understand you also understand mm-hmm. you know the situation is just different so I like I said life be life life be life life be life oh, <laughs> that's probably gonna be the title of this episode <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> now let's switch gears let's get okay. a little happy in here we got okay. a game that we play on the pod called weird or no i got okay. only fans links for veterans day okay but okay. um weird and uh so weird or no is we're going to give you a headline and okay. you just let us know if you think it's weird or no, and you give one ex- a sentence to explain why. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, pilot accused of trying to stop engines mid-flight after taking magic mushrooms and asked, "Am I dead? Is this hell? Is that weird or no?" Weird as fuck. <laughs> why? Nigga, you trying to kill everybody? Because <laughs> you have. New Orleans Saints oh New Orleans Saints player Michael Thomas was arrested after allegedly throwing a brick through a contractor's windshield who kept parking in the street near his house. He also allegedly took the project manager's phone and threw it. Is that weird or not? Nah? Oh, he was just angry. 
I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> he was just going through some stuff. Uh, Lil Yachty says, hip hop is in a terrible place and there is a lot of low quality music being put out. Is that weird or no? No. Why? It's absolutely correct. Okay. Former NFL star Earl Thomas, ex-wife and her new boyfriend reportedly steal $1.9 million after... I mean, what? Okay, I read that wrong. Former NFL star Earl, Earl Thomas's ex-wife and her new boyfriend reportedly steal $1.9 million after stealing Earl Thomas' identity. Is that weird or not? No. No? Okay, why? Everybody doing some stupid shit nowadays. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The, the the world is Florida now. <laughs> uh, the black co-captain of the riverboat involved in the Montgomery uh, brawl has been charged with third degree assault, according to court records. Is that weird or no? Nope. Not weird at all. Why? Because they never going to look at themselves. They always going to try to place blame on us. Period. Free my nigga, man. Now. <laughs> a police officer in Australia put a gun on his coworker and threatened to shoot him after the colleague threatened to reveal spoilers from Top Gun Maverick. Is that weird or not? Nah? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because I don't, I don't even. It's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> A uh, U.S. lawyer shoots and kills two climate pro- uh, protesters in Panama. Is that weird or no? No, because everybody's somebody always doing some stupid shit. <laughs> okay. Dwayne The Rock Johnson says he was asked by political parties last year to run for president. Is that weird or no? Weird? I don't Weird? <laughs> Would you vote for The Rock as president? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, take this one. Mm-hmm. The judge in Young Thug YSL Rico trial mm-hmm. has ruled that lyrics can be used as evidence against Young Thug and his co-defendants. Is that weird or no? Weird as hell. Why? Because words, like it's words, can't prove nothing just because somebody says something. Right. T. Okay. Last one. Kiki Palmer files a restraining order against Darius Dalton, accuses him of abusing her multiple times. Is that weird or no? Hmm. No, not weird at all. Why? Should be happening. I can, I could, I could, should be happening. Okay. Now, I'm going to use that one as a legway to this topic I want to ask you. Okay. That oh. nigga going to jail. <laughs> Send him to jail immediately. He's so happy about this. Now. That nigga is guilty. <laughs> um, now you're you've been in the industry for how long? Seventeen years. Okay. Going on eighteen. What was the turning point for you for you to become a manager? Ooh, the turning point. So I the the whole reason that I'm a manager is because of Ashley. Okay. Um, that was a turning point. She came and said, hey, mom, I'm on a rap. Nope. She, nope. She <laughs> didn't never come tell me that shit. I found out. Oh. Um, yeah, kids don't never like, tell their parents yeah. they rap. And then it's mm-hmm. like, well, nobody can manage my baby better than, like, I didn't know what the fuck mm-hmm. I was doing, but, like, I can't see me just telling somebody, like, oh, just come in here and just, you know, not have free reign. No. So it was like I got started managing her, and then I met people along the way, and I trusted other people to come in and do what they needed to do. And then she was going to do what she wanted to do at the end of the day any damn way. 
So kind of worked that way. Okay. Now, um, could you give us a rundown of just the the lows first of being mm. a manager in the industry, and then we're gonna get to the highs. The lows are you are dealing with people's emotions and you are dealing with people. You are dealing with egos. You are dealing with entitlement. You are dealing with um, a sense of I'm the shit because I'm starting to be known. I know everything. Um, Not making enough money. Um, Being away from your family. I'm talking about the lows, right? Being away Mm -hmm. from your family. people thinking that you're irrelevant because the people that you are working with are relevant people believing every single thing that that person is saying, because now they're up people thinking that you're not worth shit because you're a woman in the industry. Um, sexual downsides of people because you're a woman that you're going to fuck to get to where you need to be. Um, the lows, the lows, the work. Lows. Yep, mm-hmm. the work. Not being paid for the work, not being appreciated for the work. No more net thirties. <laughs> we ain't taking no more net thirties, gang. I didn't see um, the net sixty. I'm ooh. like, boy, yeah. I wish. A, um, mm. Contracts, the lies, um, no unity, um, theft of an artist. Um, People taking, what's the word? People taking um, credit credit for your work. Uh, hmm, being used. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that used one is probably off the. Yeah. Oh no 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 not no more over here. Uh-huh. Um. What else? That's that's I probably said a lot. I gotta watch this back. Yeah. <laughs> now what about some highs? What were some high points? The highs are under as a manager, understanding what your purpose is in a person's life. Mm-hmm. Understanding that you are the bag. Understanding that all of the work that you do is warranted and that you're you have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um understanding that can make money just like your artists can make money understanding what the business is understanding what the connections are understanding how to um demonstrate um corporate inside of your own business Mm -hmm. um the unity the travel um highs the recognition um the love the being able to help people that you never thought that you could help Mm -hmm. the fans that you acquire Mm -hmm. um, by just doing what you're doing. Right. Um, The people being appreciative of just who you are as a person, Um, your business being successful, um, being able to work and not have to go work another job where you have to check in and work for somebody. Um, the highs of knowing how to position your business to keep you afloat. Mm-hmm. Um, working with amazing clients that you never ever in life knew that you would work with, and people knowing your name that you never thought. Okay, how do you build trust in the industry? 
create your own little circle. Okay. Your circle is small. <laughs> so I'm so I'm so I'm going about it the right way. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You Nobody have- knowing nothing about your shit. Ooh. <laughs> Literally. Nobody no, knowing big nothing. On, big on big on that one. I'm so secretive about what we do here. Nobody Boy. knowing nothing. Uh yeah. you had said um something about corporate within corporate within inside of your own company. What do you mean by that? So like I have my own music label that mm-hmm. was started because Timberland told me I needed to start it. Mm-hmm. Because I was doing everything under the sun. So when Subtle Flex keep going. So when so when people met me, they were like and at the time I had Tink. Well, how are y'all getting all of this? And I'm like, it's just me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's the music that's making her work. It's the music that's making yeah. me work. Yeah. It's not her as the per. It's her music. Yes. Like, she's a phenomenal artist. Yes. So everybody coming. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, how are you doing all of this and you don't have a label? Well, okay, I'm going to just create one. So once I created one, it was like learning how to, every corporation starts with something. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it's like learning the business. So now 323 Music Group is a corporation, mm-hmm. not an LLC. So learning what that is, first off. Okay, let me just create some shit because he told me to create it. And, and at, that, at that particular time in my life, he was big for me. That was like my first A-list person I ever worked with. So it's like, okay, Tink he told me to go create or Timberland. Timberland, okay. It's like he told me to create something, I created it. Yeah. Then getting a, then getting a business manager. Then paying taxes, yeah. Then understanding what my articles of incorporation was, and then understanding who's the president, the CEO, the like learning, yeah. just mm-hmm. learning stuff, yeah. And then being happy to know, like, oh, I got a fully functioning business, but I really still don't even know what the hell I'm doing. But yeah, Ooh, that's I got relatable. It, but I got it. I got it. So it's, it's structuring your situation, yeah, as if you would go to a Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Starbucks is structured, yeah. So to know that you have that corporation inside of y'all shit mm-hmm. build it the way that you want to build it you create rules you allow people in the way you want to we don't know about all these businesses what's really going on mm-hmm. so why should anybody know what's going on with us yeah i heard that yeah. i also heard tinka workhorse in the studio so she's gonna keep you working she's been amazing she's always been amazing in mm-hmm. the world she's a like she gonna she's spend eight, ten, rat. twelve she, hours. Yeah, should. I heard. But she that's like that. any artist. Dirk was the same exact way, and he's still the same. So that, that's any artist. If you are, if you, if you saying that you do this, yeah, and you only in the studio three, like three days out of the month, what you doing? For two at two hour sessions, y'all hit that you two hour session buying ass niggas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get in the fucking studio. Yeah, go do something. <laughs> hey, man, Josie, man. Motherfuckers ain't seen me in 117 days. Hey, bro, I'm trying to get like two hours on Monday. Man, get the fuck off my phone. Yeah, no, you can't do that. What you doing? What we doing? We wasting our time. Nah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's two hours I, I could be using getting the fucking nut off of something. All bro. right, Josie. And I'm recording All right, music. so. Starbucks. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or getting Starbucks. Go get some Starbucks. Like, yeah, let's you, go Starbucks. You feel me? All right. Uh. <laughs> Josie and I have talked about <laughs> <laughs> black people and niggas on the pod before. Just trying to get mm-hmm. a, a difference between those two. And I was speaking from a, like a professionalism uh, yeah. perspective. And I know that he said that it don't seem like you got patience for niggas and you got more patience for black people. You want to describe yeah, that real you quick? You hate dealing with niggas, bro. I yeah. mean, I hate dealing with niggas too. Uh-huh. But that's what I grew up with in a round. So uh-huh. it's like, I know. It triggers you. 
No, it well, it depends on what we're doing. But it's like yeah. if I have to get something done, mm-hmm. and I have to deal with niggas, I know what I have to do, and I yeah. and I got oh, the definitely. patience for it. Oh yeah, definitely. But yeah. I don't like it. So you don't got the patience for it. I don't it have the patience for it. All. I don't like it. I will go to a black person. <laughs> I will not talk to a nigga. Because <laughs> like if let like let's say I'm dealing with niggas, mm-hmm. and they say yeah, pull up at four. I know to pull up at maybe four, four, ten, but I also know to bring like a backwood and some weed or something because they're not going to show up till four forty five. So I'm going to go pull up. I'm going to be on time, d- depending on what we're doing. I might be on time or not. But if I have to be on time, I'm going to go be up time. I'm going to roll some weed. I might even smoke it a little bit because I'm dealing with niggas. But what's the difference when people be like, are we showing up on black people time? Hmm? I, I don't like that. Not well, that you don't you, like it, but what's the difference? Well, like, black people time is the politically correct word because you yeah, want nigga time. Yeah, that's you're nigga doing time. nigga yeah, shit. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, but okay. black people black time people is the time political is time. time. Yeah, <laughs> no, it ain't. Well, it should be. It that, should that, be. When it I should come be. Up, it should be. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, you yeah, want yeah. nigga time. We're gonna call it what it is. You want nigga time. And I grew up the same environment as everybody else. Yeah, but did you have to deal with niggas? Like, have to. My mother is terrible with time management. It's oh, yeah. Okay oh, yeah. For Your her mom to be is two a hours nigga. late to an event. It's not. This person. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I'm not. I don't, I'm not coming. Yeah. <laughs> I'm two hours late. Like, no, I don't understand that. I'm Our not. relationship is over. Yeah. <laughs> you can show up that late. Yeah. So you, you didn't just, really want to come. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then you say you had to figure out how it, to build a corporate esque structure in your business. So I, wanted, I had to be, I had to be I had to learn how to build a corporate structure within myself. Okay, that that is an even better I, point. Because once you decide the the shit you're not gonna take, and once yeah. you decide like I have to show up and be lyrical at all times, mm-hmm. I had to learn how to show up and be lyrical and just sit back as well and allow people to know that I was in the room without me being in the room. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like for me, I'm so structure it within myself because I'm a powerhouse by myself mm-hmm. and I learned how to learn how to relinquish some of my duties you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. just to try to because I can't do everything to wind up having to do everything 10 years later any fucking way mm-hmm. so I think you have to figure out a corporation within yourself you mm-hmm. are your bag you are the walking entity in your life of how you're going to get that money you mm-hmm. are the spokesperson for everything that you're doing and I think that I can't you know how niggas be like Women, like women, like we'll show up being loud, boisterous, and missing everything because we just want to be seen. Mm-hmm. You are more seen when you are quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, you are more appreciated. You are the walking bag of yourself, and I think mm-hmm. that's what sets me apart for so many people because I branded the shit out of my company. Yeah, I branded the shit out of my company with working with the clients that I worked with. I was very passionate, proud of them. Or whatever, no matter how it went. If it went that we didn't work together no more, if we went that we worked, whatever it was. But I've always branded myself in terms of I'm just as fucking important yeah. as you because I'm doing the leg work on the back end yeah. any fucking way. And that's anything like the baristas at Starbucks, they are doing the leg work to keep your company afloat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how is that? It, how it, 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 like it has to be some type of structure at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, yeah. Yeah. So you got those t-shirts you sell them for $75 and you know you pay $15 for those shirts and you don't understand how to make a profit from uh, you know, having ten thousand into the shirts, you want twenty-five thousand profit. You know, you gotta figure out a lot. We we I'll be we be going I'll be going crazy off of just young entrepreneurship in our community and them not researching first. Them don't under they you don't understand. Like it's it's yeah. 
<laughs> that instant gratification. Ooh, they want to get man. out here and the entitlement. Yes, that Boy. people are supposed to fuck with you because of who you are. Why? Yes. Like you what just started selling t-shirts in? six months ago. We yeah. not finna know you, bro. We not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Unless you have that one, like it's like that artist that has that one hit song, mm-hmm. like Tyler right now, the water, sh- the water song. Yeah, yeah. Her song is an amazing record. Yeah. That is why that shit is everywhere. Yeah. Oh, I'm buying it. Yeah. Right, right then and there. The person having a t-shirt. You come to me with a dingy ass t-shirt that don't, I don't understand what is going on with this. Gonna, and I'm going to put that on my body. <laughs> I don't understand the brand. I don't understand. I don't know you. But if it happens to be like that shit and it looks good, guess what? Yeah. It might take off because you put so much. You First of all, you can tell when somebody puts some so much effort in t- and took the time mm-hmm. to do something versus Oh shit, I'm just gonna do this because motherfuckers gonna buy this shit. I'm gonna be the bitch that ain't gonna buy shit. Yeah. I'm not gonna buy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but I just think people don't people just have this sense of entitlement. Like that, that I could talk about that all day. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh I want because I know my listeners gonna be mad if we don't talk about Tink and Lil Dirk and all of that. Yeah. So we we could talk about that quickly. How did you get to uh, meeting Tink and Dirk and uh, bringing them on into your management. So I met Tink through um, a past business partner that she reached out to, I think, to actually do a video. Mm-hmm. And I winded up meeting her and having a conversation with her and her parents at that particular time. Started managing her. Mm-hmm. Dirk on the other end, I met him in the alley. Um, I got a phone call um, from some niggas in the streets. Mm-hmm. Met him in the alley, wound up having a conversation with all of them. Mm-hmm. Meshed, had a great relationship. And as everybody knows, um, I'm indebted to him for life because his two oldest kids are my godchildren. Oh, okay. Angelo and Bella are my godchildren. So you, you uh, was asked to be the god uh, mother through y'all relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that means that you actually play like a real role. Yeah, like I, he, he. Dirk Outside is like of music, a brother. Yeah. yeah, like his, but his um Nikki, who is I was his... gonna say, you was on the block with OTF Nikki. <laughs> Shout out OTF Nikki, man. That's my Her dog. Her name is not OTF Nikki. Her Shout name is Nicole. <laughs> Her name is Nikki. But yeah, that is my that is like one of my best friends. That's my sister, and I met her through Dirk. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been rocking ever since. So both of the both of the kids, they're old, so much older now. Are my godchildren. So OTF Nikki, not a real thing. OTF Nikki was who she was back then, but who she is now is a grown ass woman. Okay, so we probably shouldn't call her that. No, call her Nikki. Damn, I really okay. Shout out Nikki, man. Yeah, you would love her if you met her. She's <laughs> such a sweet. She's a businesswoman, but she's such a. She has um this business called. Well, actually, I work for the business as well called the Credit Click. Okay. All over the world, so she actually does credit repair. Okay. Okay. She's doing amazing, amazing. She has about twenty two employees okay. staff members or what I should say. Um, and I manage the managers over there with her. Mm-hmm. She has an amazing business. So yeah. Man, Ooh, shout right. out. Shout out Nikki. Yeah. Shout out Nikki, man. <laughs> yeah. Amazing woman. Um, Oh, speak, speaking on team, cause you talked about just how talented she is. Mm-hmm. There's always this like, commentary about like why tink ain't as big as SZA or the summer walkers mm-hmm. and she been doing it as long as them or as mainstream as them if you had to give your take on why that why is there what would you say 
<laughs> I knew that was coming. I got a more direct question, but I'm going to hold it. Okay. I'll give it to me so I can answer all that one time. Who signed off on that million record? <laughs> Matter of fact, don't say who, but how did that get signed off on? How, so how did that so get okay? Because yeah. <laughs> I know she had better music. I know she did. To me, there would have never been a Summer Walker if Tink situation would have never got started with Timberland. Okay. I got cooked on Twitter for saying this, but go on. And I was in that situation and Tink should be much bigger than what she is. Mm-hmm. She deserves that and she should have, but life be life. And, and sometimes we make bad business decisions. And sometimes we, you have to, you know, do what you think is, you do what you think is best to mm-hmm. find out that that wasn't the best situation for you. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, Tim was in my mind, he's always going to still be grieving Aaliyah mm-hmm. because they were great business partners and he respected the hell out of her, you know? However, and I don't want to hear it, I already know. <laughs> However, the million record was something that he signed off on. Okay. And I think was in it at the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like you can't, you're dealing with an A-lister and you're dealing with an artist that's coming up to becoming an A-lister. You're always going to take advice from what you think. Right. You've done it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that million record um, at that particular time, I was I was at the tail end of the situation and I was being pushed out of that situation. Mm-hmm. But if I was still in that situation, that record would have never dropped. Mm-hmm. At least we on the same page. It would have never dropped. It never should have dropped. So y'all don't think that should have been her first? first? Absolutely not. I had, it was more records over there. I still have all of the records that mm-hmm. um, when we were working with Tim for six months, I still have all of those. And it was many, many, many amazing records. Yeah. But I specifically told him, like, don't drop that record. Like, even when she had the situation with Rick Ross and they were mad about the record that happened with that. And Mm -hmm. that whole situation was just like a shit show. Um, But you got to go through shit. Mm -hmm. You got to go through shit, you know. And I think that that made her a much more wiser person. Yeah. Um, I never agreed with that deal at all. Can we talk about the deal? No, I won't talk about it. Okay. But I never would have. I was out of it by that time. And I know I figured out why I was out because they want to, they, y'all need to do that deal. Mm-hmm. They're going to cut off the person with sense. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds familiar. <laughs> that did nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, she's a student. She, that girl, she can rap and she can sing yeah. and she can make some records, but she's definitely, a lot of people would have been not even thought of if. Tink. She just could have kept going, kept going. So Summer Walker's amazing. Yeah. Now, Tink the blueprint for a lot of R&B lot. now. There's new age shit. Tink, Tink oh, is the blueprint. Yeah. You cannot deny her vocals. And you cannot deny good music. And I'm, I've been in every interview. I've been in every magazine. I've been in a face saying the same thing. You cannot deny good music. That girl is an amazing, amazing artist. So with the way that her music is marketed, do you think that... Cause she's consistent. Her music is she's consistently putting on music. She worked with Hit Mercury, and I feel like that upped her production. Like the songwriting there, she got it. But I think switching over to Hit Maker up the production. Uh, in my opinion, mm-hmm. I just still waiting on that turning point with Tink's music where it sounds like this is a certified hit, like a 
Summer Walker, um, mm-hmm. girls need girls or no, snooze like a certified hit. Mm-hmm. I don't think we got that yet from Tink. Hey man, you got that million record. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have no like words on that because I'm not part of her situation, but yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And it saddens me, but yeah. I have no. It saddens me. Yeah, <laughs> she it saddens a-, a lot of people, but I have no like nothing disgruntled to say about mm-hmm. um, her situation. But yeah. I know exactly because I get that on every end. I understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. We need to get it with Sean Garrett. Get up with Sean Garrett. Sean Garrett to make some crazy they shit. Would. Okay. They'll make some crazy shit. They would. The, uh, now, talk about the the. The moment where you feel like I've gotten you to that point and now I have to let you go to for to get to reach a higher height. I've think- never felt like I needed to let you go. So you feel like I get I get that they have to let me go because okay. now I'm not on the same page as them. How the fuck am I not on the same page with you? Yeah. And I've been with you from day one. How my mind is only gonna expand bigger. Yeah. But I'm a vocal person and because I'm not a yes bitch though. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I'm not a yes bitch. I'm not a follow the line ass nigga. I'm not. I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. I'm a creative as well. Mm-hmm. You no, know, so you're only going to. But see, then again, also like I said, people have entitlement issues because people don't never want you to get be on the. They want if like if you up here, you want people down here. Mm-hmm. I'm not that person. If I'm up here, I want you right here. Mm-hmm. I need you right here mm-hmm. because I don't know everything. Yeah, you know. So this entertainment business is full of shit. Let's go. This is what it is. I finally don't sound like the mad basement no, tweeter no more. The entertainment <laughs> business is full of shit. It's a clout chasing ass fucking business. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. Um, Do you watch the uh, R&B Money podcast with Tank and Jay Valentine? I have, but I don't. I haven't watched it. What, oh, Jay Valentine. Do you know anything about him? Mm-mm. She's okay. worth the trouble, y'all. Shut up. So his <laughs> his niche on that is to always talk about the business side of the entertainment business. Mm-hmm. So many people on there talk about how they had shitty deals, and mm-hmm. he's like the devil's advocate about why that shitty deal is your fault more than their it fault. Is. Okay, so yeah. you're on that side. Cool. Me too. Okay, cool. All right. So um, can't sign a deal if you. I mean, like, <laughs> once you understand. Even just like business in general, like you have what is- to have an attorney for everything. Yes, yes. Make sure that the attorney that you're hiring is not full of shit. Mm-hmm. Make sure that the attorney that you have is not a cloud chasing attorney. Mm-hmm. Make sure that the attorney that you have that is representing you is not a yes person to you. Mm-hmm. If you went and signed a fucking contract, you signed a fucking contract. Mm-hmm. Now, if you signed a contract without an attorney, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's on you. Yeah. But the business ethical person on the other side, you should not be fucking letting a person sign on a contract without an attorney. Yeah. It's your due diligence to be like, nope, you need to go get an attorney, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, and you stay out of it. Yeah. So when people get themselves into fucked up ass situations, that's your fault. Mm-hmm. That's your fault. If you're dealing with a fucked up ass person, mm-hmm. that's your fault. Okay. Cause there's some people who will walk you all the way down to a to yeah. a con- contract, and you can't leave this room if you don't sign that contract. Mm-hmm. And it'll probably be you and your fucking homie from the trenches or some yeah. shit. Yeah. It's your fault, right? Okay. You cooked. Cause you're so thirsty for money. Yeah. So we ain't even gotta go any further on that. You you yeah. already gave me your point about that. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, now, how did it feel for you to have to let go, Dirk and Tink, 
after helping them get to where they were at. She didn't let them go. They let her go. I mean, okay. How did so, they so they can't so grow. So does Bars. I'm a poet too. Shut up. So that's, that particular situation with Tink, um, that crushed me because mm-hmm. I bought somebody in to help me and he fucked me. Mm. And Ooh. I bought him in from Dirk's situation mm-hmm. for him to fuck me over. He's trying to help him, right? And then I also was dealing with Timberland at the time. So that mm-hmm. was a long battle for me. Um, but what's crazy about that is Timberland's son and my son are best friends. Oh, okay. So God has a way of, you know, yeah. healing and revealing. And yeah. Everything's fine. That situation with her, that hurt, that scarred the fuck out of me because I did everything possible to help with her career and get her. I mean, everybody know my story with her. I I never even had to say shit. When people will come and be like, Lyrical, we already know what you did. We seen you. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I'm the person that you'll never hear my side of the story because I'm going to shut up. Yeah. Right? Karma has a way of working itself out mm-hmm. all the time. It has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm. When I got to when I got to Dirk's situation, I got let out, let go of on some street shit. It was a safety. It was better for me. Yeah. That time, Everybody was getting killed. Managers were getting killed. Yeah. I got put out on some safety shit. Dirk yeah. didn't want to. It wasn't like he let me go. It was some street shit that yeah. it was just like, let me just, nah, I'm going to remove myself, right. you know, and that's what that was. Okay. Well, I want to play a little game real quick before we come back to I don't like questions. games. Okay. <laughs> so this is a simple this or that, okay. but this or that. Addition uh, is the managerial edition where you choose who you would rather manage. Mm, come on, <laughs> okay. Mm. No, I'm, I'm shooting. I'm shooting shots because I made this up on the on the uh, on oh, the fly. Wow. I like this game. I think. <laughs> okay. I think I'm gonna like this. You okay. will. <laughs> now, Tink or Dreezy? <laughs> Wait. What's that bullshit I be talking about? <laughs> Wait, this is why I don't like playing games with her. Like managing right now, if I had a choice to manage right now. Yeah, is it managing now right or now? overall career till now? What are we managing? I'm gonna let it be off of whatever you want it to be. I'm not gonna give you those conditions. Well, you can't do that. You can't yeah. do that. What's the guidelines of the game? Give you a like now or then? Because I managed. Because and Dreezy been around for like eight years now. Eight, nine years. That's a lot of time in hip-hop. I know, and I feel like whichever one I tell you is going to make it easier for you to answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what's the question again? Who would you rather manage? Trink? Uh, Tink? Trink. I'm sorry, Tink or Dreezy? <laughs> Hit a pair to 87, get Please a five piece with some mouth sauce. <laughs> you got to choose one. <laughs> I, I don't know. She, she gets off on games like this. Tink. All right. Good answer. Good choice. I'm picking Tink too. Uh, J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar? Yeah. It's crazy because I manage J. Cole's bass player. Okay. I'm going to say J. Cole. All right. But uh, Beyonce or Taylor Swift? Give me the Swifties, man. Beyonce seemed like she don't listen. But she don't have to, though, because it's Beyonce. But it, it'll still get frustrating. Lyric? Taylor Swift seemed like the A. I feel, like, print I your feel like on a culture side, I'm supposed to say Beyonce. Yeah. And I'm going to go with Taylor. Ooh. It just seems like an easier job. You know what to do with that, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, a TikTok influencer or a SoundCloud rapper? TikTok influencer. All right. Uh, Lil Kim or Nicki Minaj? Lil Kim. Same. That was quick. Didn't even think about it. Rap or R&B? See, that ain't fair because R and B cost a lot to play. I have both. Mm-hmm. Rap. Get to the bag. I get to the bag. R and B is an expensive game. It is, especially if you got an R and B female artist. You finna mm-hmm. come out a lot of bread. But you know what's crazy? You bought up Tank. Yeah, I managed his band. Okay, his whole band or band? I got his band now. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. Female rap, you don't think they're just as expensive or probably close? Female rap is very expensive. I was going to say, Because yeah. you're dealing with a female. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I'm going to give one more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drake or Lil Wayne? Drake all day. He's a Scorpio and I'm a Scorpio. All right, shout out Scorpios, man. Big Scorpio Scorpios. season. When's your birthday? October 26th. Oh, you an October Scorpio. That's the best. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, there was a headline that had went out. Juicy J had said rap is down 40% in sales. And he said he called out rappers, producers, labels. We got to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, I dug a little bit deeper to figure out exactly where he was going with that. And mm-hmm. basically the sales and streaming is has gone down than what it already was at. And so. um. I guess the culture is trying to figure out a way how to pivot between that and how you stop can letting in, stop letting in this bullshit ass rap. Ain't nobody going to buy that shit. Okay. They going to the concerts. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's hype mm-hmm. it's to do it. Mm-hmm. Who over here buying any of that shit? Yeah. Yeah. We ain't buying, I'm not shit. buying, I'm buying no shit. This shit make my head hurt. Cause yeah. I don't understand what the fuck is going on because I come from music. So music is inside of me. I deal with people who, really do this shit and they suffer for it because this quick quick yeah dumbass shit just gets on yeah and artists don't even put their music in a position they to even, even sell put, it no they don't they everything just, is on streaming mm-hmm. yeah they don't know how they don't know how to create a brand for themselves mm-hmm. so i think for all of my clients it's a brand you are a brand and you're yeah. going to treat yourself accordingly as a brand and if it takes you a little bit longer, you just have to figure out what level of fame are you trying to get to? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to get to the level where just people know you? Or are you trying to just be local? Or are you trying to have the world know you? Yeah. For me, I want artists that are festival artists. Mm-hmm. I need clients that are on massive, big-ass stages. It's cool to start off at a lounge. Yeah, It's cool to do, like, the barbecue, hip-hop, like, whatever. But we need to create something off of that mm-hmm. that is going to create consistent income for you five years from now or you need those pictures and that look for people to be like, well, damn, who was behind him? And they were doing all of this. But when you just want to go viral, that's the problem. Mm. People want to go viral. What the, what does viral get you? It gets mm-hmm. you temporary money. And Twitter you- page is suspended. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they took like eight pages from me. I mean, they've been trying to t- take down our pages ever since we didn't got over a threshold. Really? It's been bots trying to get our pages. Facebook then asks, can you, do you want to add more? If not, we're going to take your page November 20th because you at a point where you can reach other people. Like, yeah, going viral It's always something. stuff. But I'm saying, yeah, and it does. It's like people, but people don't understand the origin of business. Mm-hmm. So when you don't understand like, what business is you got to keep in mind all of these people like that's the thing like what you said about like the rap 
Well, we're suffering as mm-hmm. a culture because of what we're allowing. Mm-hmm. Thank God my baby's got a mind. Mm-hmm. Thank God they like, mm, I ain't got to go to that concert. Because I've always raised my children that you are a fan of nobody. Yeah. You're a fan of God. Y'all are a fan of each other. Yeah. You don't even have to be a fan of me, but you're not a fan of anybody. You're not going to go rush to some bullshit that's yeah. going to create harm maybe in the end or yeah. something like that. Like, can't like you can't really be mad at anything that's going on because we allowing it mm-hmm. we are, the masses are allowing it not so much us yeah. allowing and enabling it yeah so when people be getting mad because you see Krishan like doing the most the fuck is y'all mad about y'all got this motherfucker thinking that she just is untouchable when mm-hmm. not understanding like to, to harbor around that baby and like sh- like invest into her mind and talk to her and get to her. But every time somebody do something, y'all applauding her for dumb shit or like explaining like, you know, well, she doing this because it, no, like who raised y'all motherfuckers? Take yeah. me out her group chat. <laughs> shit. I hate it here. Uh, speaking about, you know, look at the Walmart. Brand. Yeah. this is a hot topic that uh was trending this week it was a girl or a bunch of girls just posting about these walmart shoes that cost 20 bucks and said these are great they cost 20 dollars no more probably inflation probably brought these to about these shoes are sold out in walmarts everybody and all these women went to go buy these shoes (laughs) 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 so i was just going off of what you just said is how we embrace these things and then we make it popular. Mm-hmm. When did you, <clears throat> you know, us all being black in here, mm-hmm. when did you realize that you had some type of influence or power to, to move people individually before we talk about black culture? When people would come up to me and be like, I'm such a fan of you mm-hmm. or I've see seen that. so much stuff that you've done mm-hmm. or I lo- I get a lot like I love your children. Mm-hmm. I love how you raised your kids. I love you and Ashley when P- and they don't believe really in you know what I mean. It's just like damn y'all be watching me like that. Yeah. Or they'll be like oh like what always gets me is the out of town people mm-hmm. like oh lyrical like lyric lyrical. I heard of you. Before. Oh, you used to manage Tink. Oh, you used yeah. to manage Dirt. Oh, you used to. Do this. I used to, it was like, yeah, that's when I knew, like, okay, I'm doing something right. Now, I did you, it. did you always believe in the, in the rhetoric that us as black people hold any power in pop culture? Or did you have to learn to believe that we actually really do have an influence on pop culture? I think we have an influence in everything in life. Mm-hmm. I don't think it ain't, I don't think it got nothing to do with pop, water, nothing. Mm-hmm. I just think we just hold an influence in life and we are just, because like what what's this thing? Everybody woke. Yeah. We've been woke. Yeah. Like it's just you you just figured out who you was. I've been who <laughs> yeah. I was. We gotta bring awareness. <laughs> right, like, We've been aware, my guy. Yeah, like <laughs> you that's haven't because been aware. everything is on social media. Mm-hmm. Like everything is on social media. Like everything's going to go on social media. So Folks' whole sense of reality comes from social, social media. media. Like this shit is crazy. But what's crazy is when this wasn't around. I was still the shit when it wasn't around. Like, yeah. motherfuckers didn't know me, though. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, the people that needed to know me knew me. God just gave us a bigger platform. And it's for you to be able to know how to use it and nurture it and 
get some money from it or whatever. Like none of this shit was co- created by coincidence. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's just, you have to figure out how to manifest it. It's just like when people be on interviews and they up here like talking shit because they know it's going to get back to the next person. You're just a toxic ass motherfucker. Like, why do you want to bring that shit into the world when everybody is going to watch you? Mm-hmm. It's just all on how you, how you, yeah, it's, it's about growth and development. Cause I'm sure when I was, I was bad as fuck. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> if I knew, I think I just, I forgot. I was just having a conversation. I was having a conversation with one of my business partners and they was just talking about how like they never could see me crying or they're like, we don't think you cry. And I'm like, yeah, I cry every day. Yeah. I'm a whole like, cry baby out here. I, I cry every day. Like I there's always something going on. And then when I told them my upbringing, it was like, lyrical. Mm-hmm. Demon. <laughs> yeah, but I'm but I grew up. Yeah. You know, but who wasn't bad as fuck at 16? Exactly. Who wasn't fighting their best friend at church? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We all did that. Yeah. Yeah. I was sleeping yeah. at church, get whoopers for yeah. it. Yeah. I was out here crazy. I'm out here trying to steal peppermints and talking to my pointing to the lady sitting in the pew because she got a mole on her nose. And then my bitch ass grew up with a mole on my nose. Like, Boom. Right? <laughs> Yeah, that's so. funny. <laughs> now, what I would say about our, I, I feel like with the whole work woke word, mm-hmm. so many of the of people from our culture that came before us, mm-hmm. they didn't like put us in better positions with their time on Earth. Like, so why you say that though? Me and my brother was just talking about this because <clears throat> what position were they supposed to put you in? So like, just, just based off your, your own family tree, how many people can you say graduated college or started their own business? Oh, my, in well, my tree? Yes. Everybody graduated college. Okay. Pop your shit. <laughs> how many can you say, Josie? Hey, hey, chill. All right. chill. Me, I'm a but first that, gen. See, so. that's what I'm saying. But like, it's off of the structure of the of that family so i'm i'm gonna be honest i'm not the person that's really like into like i have sisters and friends who are like really into activism and culture and everything else i feel like for me i'm not a politically politically correct person i just live my life Mm -hmm. and whatever i see if it's right it's right if it's wrong it's wrong i'm Mm -hmm. that person um but you know how, like, when you grow up and they be like, oh, your ancestors did this for you. Your grandma did all this. Da, 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 da. It's like, but I wasn't there then. Yeah. So I'm right. here now. So I'm going to just do what the best I can so that that conversation that you just had never comes up. I feel like we're more aware in this generation yeah. than we've ever been because God put a little extra sauce in some of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? So. And now it's like, what to do with that awareness? Yeah, those, those are the uh, questions we need to be asking. Like, what bro, to do with that awareness? Yeah, like, I'm we tired of having these conversations. Where I, do we, we know. What are you going to do? What are it? you going to do about yeah. it? Like, what's your responsibility in your life to give back to people? Mm-hmm. You know, like, eventually you'll have so much stuff that'll suffocate you. Mm-hmm. What do you do to get it out? Yeah. Don't sit up here and make excuses. Nigga, get on Google. Google is 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 God. When God created Google, whoever he, hey, he got, went crazy. He went crazy. Yeah. The person that he created to create Google. Shout out Mr. Google. That came or, or Miss Google. Uh, yeah, or, or Miss Google. Yeah, it could be anybody, but <laughs> it's your responsibility to put your best foot forward to mm-hmm. learn something. It is not the responsibility of somebody else. And if you were if you did not grow up, um, just with that type of household or whatever, you have to get it the best way you could. Eventually you have a chance to get it right. Yeah. 
Yeah. So get it right or figure yeah. it out. Choose the right responsibilities. Yeah. Don't yeah. go accidentally creating responsibilities because yeah. then you ain't going you, you know to like your life. Yeah, if you know that hurts over there, mm-hmm. why you keep doing that? Why you keep doing it? Why you keep doing that? Or if, if you, you know, know this you don't want to take care of yeah, it. Yeah. Why you? Leave it alone. Leave it alone. <laughs> but if this over here feels good, don't you want to feel good? Mm-hmm. Like, life is not hard. It's just about making the best decisions for yourself. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you just a person that just go kill everybody and you feel like that makes you feel good, nigga, you know eventually what your, what your time on earth is going to be. Yeah. Someone's going to kill you. Yeah. Like, are you going to hell? Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? You're going to die. Today. Now. It's, it's, it's just karma. That's how I get through to my street friends. Yeah. Just treat your, treat people accordingly. Like treat people accordingly. And just live your life right. It's like, I will never judge you. I will never, you know what I'm saying? I love you to, to death, ju- but, but you're going to die. Yeah, I don't even have time to judge yeah. stupidity. Like, you keep doing this dumb shit, you're going to die. Yeah. I'm going to be sad, but you need to know this. Yeah, and I'm going to be sad for all so long. Because you're too lazy to get your shit together? That's mm-hmm. what you're telling me? Like, you're too you're lazy. You're too lazy to think? You're too lazy to think. Because it starts with a thought. You're yeah, too lazy to think better, bro. Like, yeah, a person starts with a feeling. I ain't got nothing to add. I agree. You know, <laughs> I agree. Like Real bar spitters out here. <laughs> it's like, how many more excuses are you going to make for why it ain't working in your life? Yeah. What is it that, what is it about? I just tweeted this the other day. When you going to look at you? Mm-hmm. When you going to look at you? When, when are you, you going to have look, that ego death? When you going to have that conversation with yourself? It cannot be everybody else. When are you going to look at you? And, and it's like, damn, it's really me. Yeah. And don't it feel better when it come from you? Yeah. Like when you tell yourself, you hey, tell bro, yourself, I'm on some bullshit. I'm fucking up. Let me get this shit together. You're you going to have it the easiest way if you have it with yourself. The easiest way. You ain't going to want to hear Take it from your homie. Take time out for yourself. Stop making excuses about people not fucking with you or people don't like you or people whatever. You don't fuck with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I hate that post where it's like, people need friends that are telling them about yourself. You need to be you that friend to, to tell yourself friend. about yourself. Yeah. Because you ain't going to want to hear it from nobody else. So you, I know I don't. Yeah, and if you're around people that's not encouraging you, they're not your people anyway. Mm-hmm. They should be some encouraging people, you to have them let me conversations. Tell you some people have you around for entertainment purposes only. Boy. Some nah. people have you around because you the joke. Yeah. And it's funny. Yeah. You make me laugh every time. Ain't you tired of people laughing at you? Yeah. Boy. <laughs> you ain't no jester my guy you're a person you're a person you're a human being but it's your responsibility to figure your shit out mm-hmm. because eventually you'll be 33 you'll be in your 30s you'll be in your 40s you'll be in your 50s and you still doing the same exact shit like, all, all you can say is I, I i post a bunch of all my profile pictures was money that wasn't mine <laughs> <laughs> my designer came from yeah. dh gate all my kids hate me like just, what can you do? You live, you live a sad ass motherfucking life, bro. Boy. Yeah. Now, I wanted to uh, ask a little bit about the time we met. Yeah. So we met at Revolt World. She's the person that I met when I was telling y'all, but I met some people at Revolt World. And Did you meet her before or after, or after, after the fuck nigga? After. Okay. After. Oh, so it, it, you it, know it, about yeah, Brandon? I was, it, I was on that. Devin? Devin. You know about Devin. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's crazy though. Cause I, I'm so like tapping into spirituality. It's Me just, too, yeah. when I walked out of that room, I was heated, hot. And I was trying to tell myself, you know, I'm even though 
I knew that it could be some type of disappointment coming here. I'm supposed to still network and do yeah. some stuff for the brand. What God has for you is for you. Yeah. And you wouldn't have did that if you beat up Devin. You would. Or had somebody there that would have <laughs> beat up Devin. I would beat up Devin. You would. You definitely wouldn't have been there because we would have got es- escorted out. So we wouldn't, you would have never met her. Yeah. <laughs> Long story short, I was just heated and I couldn't even get myself to want to go talk to people and give business cards and stuff. But then I saw y'all talking and I don't know, it was just something about the spirit. Go to them and just those be the first people y'all you talk to try to network with. And went to y'all and y'all was from home. And so that made my entire energy just feel so much better because you validated me in that moment. Yeah, that, and we that was, was on that. Wait, so who else were you with? I was with Ashley. Oh. I was with Vicky. I was mm-hmm. with Tina from Atlanta. But instantly I felt like, okay, where he at? Y'all was going to jump him? No, it was just that I'm a part of. So I have been on Revolt for the last three years. And I've been brought on as a speaker for a mentor. Mm-hmm. So just hearing what she was telling me, and I'm like, sometimes you got to pull up. Sometimes you have to have a conversation and look a person in a person in their face for them to let you see, for them, you know, for them to be able to see like, oh, I'm right here, which is the same thing I did with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. You can't stop what God got. Like, I'm right here. Like, mm-hmm. talk your shit now. And I think that was the situation for her. It was just like, you have to, people be thinking they are so up here. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to bring him back because he's always going to think about her. He's always going to still think about her. See, that's my problem. Like, I be wanting to use violence to bring people back down here. You can't do that every <laughs> you time. Can, man. Well, yeah, well, more than likely, you, you, you should. Yeah, but you know, but vengeance, sometimes you can, though. But no, yeah. but like, vengeance is not yours anyway. Mm-hmm. That, ain't, that ain't for you. That ain't your battle. God got that. But it wouldn't have been vengeance in that moment because he disrespected us in that moment. So then you slap him. But then what would that have gotten you? Exactly. Nowhere. It wouldn't Probably have got us nowhere. Probably in jail in Atlanta. Yeah. Now you got to pay bail money. We, we good. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't just going to be out here slapping people. <laughs> no, and we're going to have to sit in jail. It's funny because he did say, I hope you don't win a lottery as a joke or some shit. Because like, I hope I don't regret doing what I'm doing right mm-hmm. now. And we hit the lottery because now we with Lyrical and not Devin. <laughs> He's so irritating, bro. <laughs> but I get it. I understand it. But people are always gonna try you. Yeah. And um I had saw who they chose the winner for that year of mm-hmm. the podcast pitch. And it was some masculine presenting woman with a business mm-hmm. pod, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's then, okay though. Yeah, it it made me more angry, but it motivated me even further to just keep going. To keep going. Yeah. yeah. And shout, and shout at, out them for Yeah, winning. because at the because at the end of the day, like that would just, just wasn't your time. Mm-hmm. It's okay. But your time is coming, definitely. Yeah. Like you went through that for a reason. Everything that is done is for a reason. You were supposed to go there, approach him. He was supposed to play with you the way he played with you. Mm-hmm. You were supposed to go and allow and tell him, like, don't, don't play with me in my face. Because mm-hmm. guess what he did? He didn't play with you in his face, mm-hmm. in your face. He actually became small because to do that to us yeah. and you one of us is yeah. like, oh, okay. And whoever won, shout out to them. Yeah. That was just their time. But you never know where you're going to be in six months, tomorrow, a year from now. But you have to go through experiences in order to be able, that's your testimony once you get to wherever you want. Mm-hmm. Cause that was their time, not yours. Mm-hmm. I ain't being positive. Yep. Come on. So, so me slapping Devin, what did money did nothing? Nothing at all. That's why you don't. It, it, it would have felt amazing though. <laughs> it would have <laughs> felt really good. Now with the world like being, so I got sat- to get these shoes. 
You you like them? You fuck with them? <laughs> the gray ones. Because <laughs> they, they are cute shoes. Like, they pretty much what shoes look like today. That's but those popular. shoes used to be the shit back in the day from what I heard. I never wore them. I never wore them. Now, we know Dylan waking up, growing up, Walmart shoes is not something we would be yeah, happy like to I get. Never, like, you show up with some shacks, we on your ass. Yeah, shacks definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Show up with some Air Force ones and a nigga on here like that. Yeah, bro, we on your <laughs> ass. That just shows how powerful we are. Yeah. But these also is understandable because they look like shoes that like New Balances. Yeah. They look like New Balances. Man, stay away from my New Balances. Yeah. Because the hype beast going to drive the price, price up. I'm going to be upset if I can't yep. spend $80 on shoes no more, bro. I ain't got it. I ain't finna front. I ain't $200 for gym shoes. Nah, bro. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> um, Have you ever thought about managing more than just artists like with the world because i know you have some influencers on your on your roster now off of love island right yeah i no longer so they actually were coming to a manager that i mentored Mm -hmm. and so she wanted me to come in and help them Mm -hmm. but their situation right now is not conducive to management okay so we just don't have anything to do with them right now. But I wish them the best. They're working on themselves. Because what I have learned in working in film is that when you are on these shows, you have to make sure the show business is straight. And you have to, it has to click on to you like the show is eventually going to end. Yeah. What's going to happen after it ends. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of my babies that are young, that are just in the like reality, like that time tick. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have nothing going on afterwards, and they ain't paying much for what they for like the type of screen that they're They're putting you on for what you're doing they ain't paying much Mm -mm, Mm -mm. mm -mm. you finna get about 20 30 yeah you out here making we out like the world is making more than what they're making they're seeing but you got to know how to manipulate that shit while you're on there you got to learn it um you got to spin that off in the club appearances yeah because it's a hard reality Afterwards, and I can tell people that are in that world, check, stay on your emails when you're on the show. Mm-hmm. Somebody is in that email, in them DMs and stuff. And that's your business after you get out that contract. You still need those relationships. Mm-hmm. Especially them emails. That's where the real business yeah. at. Yeah. Ain't finna be no yo DM. Mm-mm. Yo. But yeah, no, I've managed, um, I manage every walk of life. Like podcasts? Everything. I'm looking for podcasts. Fighters? Fighters? I managed a fighter before. Here we go. What is something you haven't managed that you look forward to managing or want to? Um, I feel like I've done so much. It's just whatever whatever situation makes sense and that whatever situation makes money. Okay. Yeah. So is that the requirement or if a person ever wondered, when do I think I need a manager? What moment would that look like? So you need a manager when you have too much business and okay. you're not able to structure everything mm-hmm. you need somebody to actually be able to speak for you or when you have a situation that like so like vicky vicky is my artist mm-hmm. she also has a podcast but she also is a journalism journalist and she's also a media coordinator mm-hmm. um her podcast works for her because she's everything else you know and i think like your podcast works as you're structuring it to do know exactly what you want you know exactly what you're going to target so when you have so much business or it's like damn i just wish somebody could have this conversation for me or i wish i could have i wish i could get somebody that can negotiate this for me because mm-hmm. i don't know how to do that but i just know 
need somebody to handle my business. That's when you reach out or you have the conversation. Yeah. And then some people have startup, com- startup companies that are fine. Um, I do artist development for consultation um, artists where they come on and I manage them for a period of time to get them together. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about a percentage later. So if anybody comes to me and they just need, because business is business at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like it's about um, the bag. So I'm a master negotiator and I have the gift of gab. And I, I'm proud to say that I have tenure in the game now. Mm-hmm. So I, I must know what I'm doing a little bit. Facts. Her, period. <laughs> now we like to oh, drop. Kurt. You got a question before I get to my gems? Yes, I do actually. Um, What do you, what, what fuels... Well, first, I should ask, do you genuinely enjoy managing? No. Okay, never mind. I don't even got to ask my second question because I hate it too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep, my questions are done. So what do you see yourself when it's all said and done and, you know, now it's focused on what is lyrics happiness? What, where do you, what do you see? Um, I don't know because my purpose on this earth is to save one soul a day. Mm. So I don't really... No, like my God put me on this earth to do everything that he wants me to do. Not necessarily what I want to do. I feel that. That's how I so, feel too. It don't know, seem like you deserve me, happiness. Like just it, Sometimes constant. it just feels, it's just like, it's always this, is always this, is always this. Like when do I get to get to me? Or mm-hmm. like, why do I have to do this in order to get money in order to get to me? Mm-hmm. Or, no, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for me, like, um, I enjoy being happy with people. You know how people be like, well, I enjoy seeing people happy. No, fuck that. I want to be just as happy with them. With them, you yeah. Know? Yeah. So my ultimate happiness is to see my children be everything that they ever wanted to be and what and me helping them as much as I can. Mm-hmm. But for me, I feel like I'm in the thick of this shit. So I just do what my calling is. And my calling is to come nurture, provide um, conversation, to mm-hmm. be able to give back with my experiences yeah. so people don't have to go through shit that I went through yeah. Um, to be able to get my testimony and to be able to speak about God and every single thing that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's all I'm supposed to do. And then if I get money on the way, I get money on the way. Well, now I do have a question. Okay. Would you say you're selfless or selfish? I'm very selfless. Okay. Very. I need to be more selfish. I'm learning how to be yeah. selfish. You got to have a healthy balance. Yeah. So it's actually really hard to be selfish when you're a selfless person or have it's that so purpose. It's hard, yeah. It's like, if I got it, why am I saying no? Yeah. Uh-huh. But then why do I keep saying yes when I already know what the results are? When I'm yeah. Boom. The results yeah. Are. yeah. Yeah. So we like to do this thing where we drop a gym to close out okay. each episode. So you got a gym that you want to drop for us? Our guests usually wrap them. Shut I'm up. Not. So, um, a gem is to just be true to yourself. When people are talking to you about certain things, listen. So you don't have to, you don't have to go through every experience. Sometimes the experience that people have already been through is enough experience for you. Um, understand that everybody has been through something. Be kind to people. Um, you never know what somebody's story is. Don't waste people's time. Don't waste your own time. Um, don't be out here doing dumb shit. Some of us have more time behind us than we actually have in front of us. Um, do not be just creating kids to be creating kids. Understand that Instagram is a 
social media is a business tool. It was, he put here, according to back in the day to show pictures, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to show everything in your life. Mm-hmm. So whatever you putting out there, you're allowing people to judge. Stay true to yourself. Right. Boom. Like those gems. Thank you. All right. Well, thank I you. I got one. Man, okay, what's your gem, bro? It just goes off of what she says. What is it? Smart people learn from other or from their own mistakes. Mm. Wise people learn from the mistakes of others. Okay. Be wise. All you right. dumbass niggas. <laughs> you just couldn't leave it. Just. I couldn't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> it wouldn't I'm be not right. there yet. It wouldn't be right. <laughs> not there yet. Well, thank you so much for no coming problem. on the part. I've been waiting for this episode. So I'm glad we got it in the books. Yeah. And I hope we continue to you know, build our relationship with each other. No, we should. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I love this. Thank you. Thank I love you. We trying. We trying out here. I love yeah, this. you probably my favorite guest so far. Nice. At, at least top three. Let me, let me think. Yeah, because you nice. say you fuck with my uncle, bro. Don't do no, that. No, your uncle me. probably my favorite. Your uncle probably understands. Yeah, you going to say that in her face that you just gave her? Oh, yeah. Wife? I mean, she top three. I said she top three. All right. You know what I'm saying? But big uncle out there. Yeah, man. Fuck them. Uh, Fake uh, what what, what are they? Fake Moors, fake Moors. All right, if you are on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and hit that bell. Dirty Moors, Dirty Moors. There right. we go. <laughs> and if you're on your favorite streaming platform, thank you for tuning in, and make sure you leave us a rating. rating. Peace and harmony. Yeah. Boom. Just watch the damn podcast.